Dear Bernadette Joy is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved. Hey guys, it's Bernadette Joy. I'm the founder at Crush Your Money Goals and I am super excited to present to you this next season where I'm going to be answering your questions. Since I started this company in 2016, I have fielded thousands of questions about personal finance and I am here to tell you what you want to know based on my personal experience and having worked with many of you. And all of these questions are not just related to money, but also how it affects our personal life, our family, our careers, and everything that we care about in our daily life. So welcome to season four, Dear Bernadette Joy. Hey, everybody. I am really excited to record this particular episode because it marks a major milestone, not only in my money journey, but in my personal journey. And that is that AJ and I just crossed over our first million dollars in net worth. Woo! I am still in shock. It actually happened a couple of weeks ago. And I'm not going to lie, I was hesitant to even tell people because it was like, oh, does it feel like I'm bragging? Does it feel like I should be saying this stuff? And then I got over myself and I said, screw that. There was a lot of reasons that that couldn't have happened and we did it anyway. So yeah, I'm going to brag on myself today. And I would like to be the role model for other women, especially women of color, that we could stand to brag about ourselves a little bit more. So this episode is dedicated to a question that I've gotten in many different iterations. And I actually got this question last night that really inspired me to talk more about becoming a millionaire. And so this question came from Instagram from a woman named Mary in Philadelphia. Hi, Mary. And she asked, Dear Bernadette Joy, we don't have debt, but we don't have any savings either. We want to buy a house. How can you help us? Can we ever become millionaires or is it just a dream? Please advise. (laughs) So thank you, Mary, for asking that question. And thank you for being brave to even reach out to ask the question because so many people are even just afraid to have the conversation as to whether or not that is possible. And so today I'm going to talk to you about the different steps that AJ and I took to not only pay off debt, which I've talked about many times in the past, but how we started to create wealth. And because you guys know that I love my acronyms, there is a new acronym. So for those of you who are new followers, my company is called Crush Your Money Goals. And the reason it's called Crush Your Money Goals is because CRUSH stands for the five steps that I walk people through to make better financial choices. But once you get past the CRUSH stage, which in my opinion, CRUSH embodies wanting to you know get really fired up get ownership of your finances and really start to make some serious progress that is where like that's where crush comes in but what I figured out on that journey is that you can only sustain that energy for so long before you get burned out and as I moved out of being in debt and becoming debt free I started to implement more of what I do now which follows the acronym flow 
And flow was actually inspired by, this is as literal as it gets, is that when AJ and I decided this past year to move from Charlotte, North Carolina to Asheville, North Carolina, if y'all have never been to Asheville, North Carolina, it's a beautiful city in the mountains. And we bought a little condo. And when all the trees started having their leaves fall away, we discovered that there was a little river right behind our condo that we could sit out on our porch and like stare at this river. And I was obsessed because I grew up in New York City. I did not grow up near any sort of water. And I would stare at this river. And one day I was just like, wow, it would be really cool if people could understand that their money has to flow and it doesn't have to be stressful. And boom, that is where the inspiration came from flow. And since I created this four-step process, I have built out a course, and this is very timely. The course actually, the program launches today, and the program is entirely uh, predicated on this idea of flow. And so I want to walk you through what the steps of flow are. And even if you decide to not join my program, which you totally should, But even if you just listen to this episode and incorporate some of these things, you will have the steps to get towards your first million dollars of net worth. Let's walk through the four steps of flow. Now, F-L-O-W, they stand for different things that people really need to do to up-level their finances beyond just, you know, the regular stuff that you hear about, you know, budgeting and blah, 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 right? So the first step, and this is the one that hits people in the gut because when they come into my program, they're expecting to learn very tactical things. And just like Rush, we don't go straight to the tactical things. We got to accomplish some of the things that we need to do mentally and emotionally in order to make all of this stuff work. So the F in flow stands for facing your fears. And this is what I figured out after about 1,500 people came through my programs. Because I will be honest, when I first started, I did start out with just teaching people the tactical things. I was like, oh, well, people just figure out to understand what net worth is or how to build a budget or to pay down their debt, they'll be better financially. And what I figured out, especially with women, is that fear is going to stop you from doing anything and paralyze you from moving forward. So how do we face our fears? Now, this is an entire episode probably on its own, so you know we'll save that for another day. But what I really want you to get out of F, face your fears, is that the reason that you're, you're not having your finances in order, if you feel like you've been making good money and you don't know where it's going, if you feel like you should be investing more but you don't know where to start, if you feel like you're not paying off debt fast enough, it's likely that you don't have a budgeting problem. It's actually more likely that you have a fear problem. And there's three major fears that I see people letting get in the way of making themselves financially free. The first fear is the sunk cost fallacy. If you guys have never heard of the sunk cost fallacy, it is a game changer in how you think about anything, not just finances. And the sunk cost fallacy is simple to understand, but really hard to overcome. And so it's an actually it's actually a term from economics, and I learned that in my freshman year of college, and I think it's the only thing that I use from college <laughs> that actually helps me in real life. So the sunk cost fallacy is simply this. You allow past 
decisions and things that will not change to then influence your future decisions. So let me give you an example of the sunk cost fallacy. I actually had a friend who told me about this after he saw that I posted about it on Instagram, and I think it's a really great example. He had reached out to me and said, thank you for letting people know about the sunk cost fallacy. It is real. He had, we'll call it lovingly, a video game addiction. And so it sounds pretty benign, but for any of you who have seen the the way that video games have really evolved, like this is not, we're not talking about like Super Mario 3, like what I used to play, or Tetris, right? We're talking about like, these are very intense, very time consuming, and takes up a lot of resources in terms of actual money because some of these games you have to like pay to play, right? And so in his example, he was saying that he was spending so much time playing video games that it was starting to impact his relationships, like with his wife, right? And it came to the point where they had to make a real, like have a real discussion of like, this cannot happen anymore. But his thought in his head was that, well, I've already spent all of this time playing these games and earning all these points and earning all these resources. And he's, he also spent a significant amount of money playing these games, like the equipment, the, the actual things that you buy within the game to purchase the games themselves, right? And so he was like, I spent all this money, I spent all this time, and it would be wasted. This is a perfect example of the sunk cost fallacy because it doesn't matter how much time or how much effort or how much money he's made playing these games up until this point. What matters now is that if he doesn't, it's going to really adversely affect his overall life. And so how often do we make decisions because, oh, we felt like we've already put the money in? And it could be something as small as like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not going to get rid of this shirt because it was so expensive, even though it doesn't fit me anymore and it looks terrible and it's like worn down. I'm never going to wear it again. I can't get rid of it because I spent so much money on it. That is how sunk cost fallacy shows up in our life. And it stops people from making decisions that are better for them in the long term than you know, just letting go of what's already happened. You can't change the past. So that's the first thing that I see people needing to overcome in terms of their fears. The second thing that I see really often is simply you got burned in the past. You got burned in the past and you're still reeling from it. I will give you an example from my personal life. I still have some hesitations around investing because there's two major things that happened to me in my life. One is I lived through the 2008 financial crisis in New York City and in financial services. I was in that industry and I saw what happened to people's investments during that time and it freaked me the fuck out. So there's some past trauma that I got to like get over when it comes to that. The more personal thing that happened to me a couple of years ago was that I invested $10,000 into my first business for a website that ultimately did not work. And the company that I was working with was terrible. And long story short, I just burned $10,000, right? And I was so hesitant to even move forward my, with my business after that because not only did I lose the money, but I start to, started to lose confidence as, into whether or not I was a smart investor or a smart business person. And so if you've ever been burned in your life, or maybe you saw someone else get burned with a money decision, it's going to cause some fear. And so in order to really get past that, we have to 
revisit those and understand why those happen and why that might not happen to you because your circumstances are different. And that's a lot of what I teach people. And then the third fear that I see, especially most frequently with women, is that they think they're not good enough. And that seems really oversimplified, but that's what it comes down to. I talked to so many women in the last year who are incredibly smart, incredibly capable. They are killing it in their jobs. They're awesome moms and sisters and daughters. They started nonprofits. Like I know some women who are making six figures and they still feel like they don't know enough about money to manage it well. It ultimately comes down to the idea that they don't think they're good enough. And so until you unravel the idea that you are in fact not only good enough, but you deserve to be wealthy, it will be really hard to build wealth going forward. So that is facing your financial fears. In the next segment, I will talk about the L in flow, which is let help in. Hey guys, it's Bernadette. If you like what you're hearing but want to meet in real life, consider taking my next masterclass or joining my membership at crushyourmoneygoals.com. At Ortho Carolina, my personalized orthopedic care feels like home because video visits bring my provider to me. Ortho Carolina, my care, my way. Schedule your appointment today at orthocarolina.com. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Get ready. Broadway is returning to Charlotte. Blumenthal Performing Arts has an incredible selection of upcoming hits, including the returns of Hamilton and Wicked. Plus, the long-awaited Charlotte debut of Disney's Frozen and many more fan-favorite musicals and plays. Season tickets are on sale now at BlumenthalArts.org slash Broadway. At Ortho Carolina, my personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse because online scheduling saves me time. Ortho Carolina, my care, my way. Schedule your appointment today at OrthoCarolina.com. All right, now the L in flow is arguably the hardest thing to do because if you are someone who has had so much shame and guilt and fear around your finances, or even if it's like not that extreme, but you're just really private and you just don't want people knowing your business, this is the hardest step to get over and it is to let help in. And simply put, you should not be doing your finances by yourself. You should not be DIYing this shit. Even financial advisors, even people like Elon Musk and Bill Gates have people who do their finances for them, even though they are smart as hell, right? So let help in simply means you should not be doing your finances on your own and you should be bringing in experts to help you in different areas of finance. The reason that I say this especially is because money is such a diverse and broad topic that it is impossible to be an expert in every area of money. 
even me, Bernadette Joy, who has a podcast, who has been on CNBC and Good Morning America as a money expert, I still have other people who help me with the different areas of my money. I ain't trying to do that stuff on my own. And that was a really hard pill to swallow because if you're someone like me who like likes to DIY stuff or who thinks that it's too expensive to go hire other people, this is really hard to get over. So let me just give you two examples of things that I don't try to do by myself. The most obvious one, in my opinion, is taxes. I don't think anyone should be doing their own taxes unless you are a tax expert. Why? Because I have seen it over and over and over again where people fuck up their taxes and then it starts a snowball effect of other things into their finances and it's really hard to overcome. I have several clients right now who all have significant tax debt because they did not do their taxes correctly. And even if they had a tax expert, they did not do their due diligence to make sure this tax expert was good. So I personally have a tax expert. He does my taxes every year, but here's the kicker. We don't just talk during tax time. I talk to him all year round. I'm asking questions all the time to make sure that I am making the most tax advantageous decisions that I can possibly make. Let me be clear. I'm not trying to evade my taxes, okay? I believe everyone should pay the appropriate amount of taxes, but I see people making mistakes in both ways paying too much tax or not paying enough tax, and neither of those are good. The goal for taxes is to to pay the appropriate amount. And so that's the one person that I think everybody should have. The second person that I I think everyone should have, and this is obviously self-serving, is a money guru, right? And this is where it's really important. A lot of people mistake this for a financial advisor, And we're going to have an entire other episode about financial advisors. But I personally do not have a financial advisor currently because I have yet to find a financial advisor that really understands what I am trying to do with my money. So case in point, I had a financial advisor and my goal was to get to a million dollars of net worth. There's a whole slew of reasons why I wanted to do that. But long story short, I came to him and I said, I want to build a million dollars of net worth. And the only way he knew how to do that was to do it through traditional investing, through stocks and mutual funds and like the boring shit. And I have almost no interest in that stuff. And so I wanted to do the appropriate amount of that. So max out my 401k, max out our IRAs. But what I was really interested in were a couple of things. One was building my business. Two was real estate. And three was looking at investments overseas. Because when we talk about diversification, how diversified are we if all of our investments are sitting in one country? And I'm going to be honest, I don't have a lot of, I don't have as much love for America right now (laughs) with a lot of the stuff that's going on. And I think I could stand to use some diversification and also diversifying into other parts of the world. That's my personal opinion. So all that to say was that Had I just listened to him, according to his projections, it would have taken me another five years to build my first million dollars of net worth because the only way he could help me do that was through traditional investing. Long story short, I decided I'm like, that's cool, bro, but I'm going to go my own way. And because I built my investments in my business and real estate, I was able to get there five years faster. So when you're looking at a money guru, you want to find someone who's not only knowledgeable and has the expertise, but someone who actually listens to you, who wants to get to you the goals that you want, and who is going to help you get them in a way that makes sense for you. 
So I actually happen to serve as the money guru for many of the people in my courses, in my classes, in my programs. And the thing that I want to I want people to take away from when they join one of these things is that I want you to question what I'm saying. I want you to listen to what I'm saying like to, and, and actually ask yourself, does that make sense? And do I like it? And does it feel good? And where I have had so much success with, especially women, in coming through my different programs is that I appeal to people's not only logic, but I also want to make sure that what we're doing feels really good to you and it's actually less stressful, not more. So that is letting people into your life that will help you with your money. I actually have a team of 10 people that I talk about with my money and that is what I teach in a lot of my programs. So O in flow stands for own, not O. And this goes to the idea of not just debt, which is a piece of this, but how do we actually start owning more of our time and energy and money and stop owing it to other people? And so what I want people to learn in flow is that for as long as you feel like you owe your time and energy and money to other people, you will have a really hard time building wealth. Once you start realizing that there's a lot more things in your control that you can own, including how you spend your time and who you give your energy to, then that really changes the game on your finances and makes things a lot less complicated. So there's two things that I would suggest for people to think about when you think about owning instead of owing. One is, of course, your money. And this is obviously the less debt that you have, the easier it is to build wealth. That's just plain and simple. We can go on and debate about the nuances of like good debt versus bad debt and so on and so forth. But this is not dissimilar from being healthy and losing weight. 99% of us know that in order to lose weight, there's two things we need to do. We need to exercise more and eat less crap. Yet, we want to always, you know, talk about the latest fad or latest trend or is keto, you know, better than Whole30 or whatever, right? The same thing goes with, with finances. It's not that complicated. If you have any sort of debt, then it becomes really challenging to build wealth, not just from a money standpoint, but from a mental standpoint. And in my own example, the biggest game changer in my life was not only paying off all my debt, it was paying off my house, which arguably a lot of financial advisors told me not to do because it's quote unquote good debt. But since I paid off my house, Last year in 2020, I was able to save and invest $143,000. And that was not just because of like the simple payment of transferring my, you know, what I used to pay in my mortgage towards investing. It was because mentally I was like, I don't have to worry about the roof over my head. I am going to take more risks. And so I did. So owning, not owing means that you are going to clear out as much debt as possible from your money perspective But it also points to the idea of not owing your time and energy to people who are not helping you reach your goals. So as an example for this, people who know me, they know that I am a very, very like protective person about my time and energy because I'm an introvert. 
I know that sounds super counterintuitive because I, you know, am public facing and I do a lot of things that require what seems to be like extroversion. But the truth is I am a crazy introvert. If you actually looked on the MBTI evaluation that measures introversion versus extroversion, then you'll see that I'm actually all the way towards introversion, like 98%. So what that means is that it's not that I'm not good at talking to people or that I'm shy or that I get really afraid of being in like public situations. It just means that it takes a lot more energy for me to do that than someone who's extroverted. So I have had to become really cautious of like how I spend my time and energy so that I can sustain doing what I do now, which is, you know, speaking in front of a lot of people, doing this podcast, teaching classes, all of those things. And so one of the things that I had to really internalize is that just because someone asks for my time doesn't mean that they get it right away. And so I have put in a lot of different processes to make sure that when I do spend time with someone, it is of equal exchange or of value to both of us and that I have time if it's going to take me more energy that I also have time to replenish that energy. So while we are talking about money, what I care more about for you is figuring out how to owe less of your time and energy to people if it feels like it's, it's draining you. And so that is O. In the last segment, we're going to talk about my favorite and most counterintuitive part of flow, which is to work less and make more. At Ortho Carolina, my personalized orthopedic care doesn't have to wait because after hours, urgent care knows accidents happen. Ortho Carolina, my care, my way. Schedule your appointment today at orthocarolina.com. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Here is the last part of flow. If you made it all the way to this part, kudos to you. You hopefully have some good thoughts to think about after listening to this episode. The last part of flow stands for work less, make more. Let me repeat that. Work less, make more. Not work more, make more, right? This is the biggest fallacy that I have to get people over. And this is a very American-based culture value, which is, yeah, if you want to be rich, you have to work your ass off and like don't have a life. And here's the thing. I did that life. I did it for 15 years. I am not going to do that for another 20, 30 years into my 60s. AJ and I, the reason that we were so hell-bent on becoming millionaires and building our first million of net worth in our 30s is because we want to retire early. 
And when I say retire early, I'm talking about in our 40s, not in our 60s or our 50s, in our 40s. And we've already started putting into place retirement now. So as an example, every Wednesday afternoon, AJ and I take off and we just go do our own thing. Like we go look at records, we go to the used bookstore, we take walks, like we do anything we want to do on Wednesday afternoons and we don't work. The same thing goes for Friday afternoons and I'm actually in the process of making it so that I don't work on Fridays at all. And so while I am not fully retired, I consider myself semi-retired because I'm not working a full 40 hours a week anymore. Here's the kicker. I make more money now than I did when I was working 50, 60, 70 hours a week. I know. It sounds crazy. How could you be making more money and working less? It sounds like a scam. And truth be told, if I heard someone else say this, I'd say, yeah, that sounds a little scammy. So I don't know if I want to listen to that. But it goes back to the idea of if you face your financial fears and you do the mental work of what was holding you back, you start letting people help you in areas that you're just spinning your wheels and you're wasting time and you let the experts handle it and you start owning what is in your control and stop making excuses suddenly you have a lot more time and you realize you don't have to work so hard. So what I teach people in my flow program is how to put all this together so that you can, in fact, reclaim and buy back some of your time and still make the same, if not more money than you did before. That all said, if this all sounds lovely to you and if it even just piques a little bit of interest, I would highly encourage you to check out my website. It's crushyourmoneygoals.com. And there you can learn more about my new program, which is 30 days. It starts in May and it runs through all of May. And it is called Fix Your Money Flow. And it's that simple. We need to fix some of the mess that we have. And if you're feeling like your finances are stressful and messy and you're just not loving it right now, I want you to heal that toxic relationship with your money and come join me on the journey. The beauty is that I've had 50 people come through this program since I launched it just a couple of months ago and they have had some serious success. Several of them have paid off significant amounts of debt. Yesterday, I was just talking to someone and she paid over $100,000 of debt since joining my programs. One of the uh, women that I adore who started the program in December and she did it back in December, it's it's April now, she's already increased her net worth by $100,000. It sounds crazy because this is not normal. That's why it sounds crazy. This is not for normal people. So I'm going to tell you right now, if you want to continue being normal and average and just doing what everyone else is doing, I'm going to let you know this program is not for you. But if you have designs on retiring early, on creating legacy, on making sure that your family has a future that doesn't require, you know, being stressed about money the rest of your life, then come check it out. And so that's this episode. I so appreciate you following me on this journey. And thank you so much for supporting me along the way. I can honestly say that AJ and I would not have gotten to this milestone of a million dollars of net worth if not for the amount of support that I have received from people in all aspects of our life, including you for listening to this podcast. So thank you and I'll see you next time.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Dear Bernadette Joy. Now I'm going to ask you for three quick favors. One is to leave a review and let us know what you liked about this episode. Two is to follow on all social media at Bernadette Joy and submit your questions to be featured in a future episode. And three, if you want to actually meet in real life and learn how to crush your money goals, visit my website at crushyourmoneygoals.com.